Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. Today, we have a nine-game NBA slate to break down for you in Early on, based on some of the injury news that we have and the pricing of the players that will be filling in for some of those injured players, it's looking like it should be a pretty fun slate. We'll see as the day goes on, but lots of interesting things as I broke down the minutes. I have my projections already done today. They'll be uploaded to Patreon pretty shortly, and if you're interested in that, you can check that out on the podcast and YouTube description down below. Player projections updated up and throughout lock, interest pools updated, minutes, all that. I'll be on Osimo's NBA strategy show today at 9.30 a.m. with Lofi. So you can come out and check that out. You can follow Lofi on Twitter at Lofi underscore D. Follow myself at DFS. But this is a fun nine-game slate. Um, just the way that the pricing sets out with a nice, a good amount of studs that um, both Harden, Westbrook, Luca. we'll get into all of this, but probably underpriced, but they're all in the same price range. So it's interesting that you might have chalk on one and then it's easy to pivot or maybe they're all balanced and then it just makes for a really nice night, not having to worry too much about the ownership on those guys. But before we get into it, welcome if you're new to the podcast or the YouTube channel. My name is Salvatri. I'm an independent content creator here via YouTube, the podcast platforms, obviously social media, social media. So if you have any questions at all, you can reach out to me on those platforms. But also, if you enjoy this content, please do hit the subscribe button. Weekly contests of a $20 giveaway to new subscribers that hit the notification bell on YouTube and follow on any and all of the podcast platforms. You, um, you can follow over on iTunes and you could also leave a review there, get you an extra entry, a five-star rate interview, say something nice about the show, and then Spotify, all those platforms as well, Google Play, Stitcher, whatever you listen, or if you just want to get into more entries into the contest, do all of them. But uh, welcome, and I do appreciate you all being here today. And like I said, I have Patreon exclusive content. And finally, before we get into it, I will shout out the sponsor of today's show, Fantasy Draft. Rake Free DFS is what Fantasy Draft allows. Their picking roll contest is one of the better ones in the industry. One, it has no rake. Two, it's 2x your min cash, so you're doubling your buy-in money. Um, if it's a $20 buy-in, like it usually is, $25, you, you just cash, you're winning 50 So it's, it's a double up at the worst when you are cashing. And then it's usually balanced payout structures around 13% to first. So you don't have to worry about, oh, I came in third and I, instead of winning $100,000 on the DraftKings, I ended up winning four grand, right? Obviously uh, there's more upside in the contest on DraftKings, but on fantasy draft, especially if you're playing cash and single entry and three max, the payout structures are miles better over on fantasy draft. If you're not a 150 max player and you're not shooting for the upside of the top prize. With that said, let's get into it, starting with the injury news. Uh, in Atlanta, alphabetically by team, just DeAndre Bembry's out with an abdominal. You probably just get some more Brandon Goodwin minutes, maybe some more Jeff Teague minutes. Cam Reddish played off the bench in the last game. I don't know if that impacts him as much. He might get uh, rejoin the starting rotation, but uh, either way, Bembry's not going to matter all that much. Wilson Chandler does play a decent amount of minutes, 22, 23 as of late. I haven't projected in so far today, but he's questionable for a personal matter. Uh, if he's out, you can expect on Prince to play over 30 minutes. You can expect um, some more players to, to get into this rotation. Maybe you see, actually see Kirkus uh, crack the rotation for maybe mid-teens in minutes. Biggest benefit, though, I think would be Prince's upside in his minutes. For Boston, you're going to continue to probably not be without Kemba, as he did not play last night, and he is doubtful now for tonight. We talked about this yesterday, but just the overall upside of the players when Kemba is out this season, you end up seeing Jason Tatum, who once again dropped 50 plus last night and his price point didn't change. You see him lead the team with a 20 or 32.3% usage rate. Uh, Jalen Brown sees a 26.6% usage rate. His price point only goes up by $100. Um, and yes, Jalen Brown, he's he's not going to see the biggest fantasy point per minute bump. He actually goes from being around a 1.02 guy to a 1.07. It's pretty good if you're playing though 35 minutes. Um, Gordon Hayward becomes about a 1.06 guy, doesn't really see a major bump. 
But the big thing from last night was the final three minutes of the game was blowout run. So you ended up not getting the full run of minutes for uh, guys like Hayward, Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart. Those guys lost two to three minutes last night because of the end of the game being a blowout. So when you see certain guys like Ennis Cantor playing more minutes, he got three extra minutes due to blowout run. Uh, Certain guys like Brad Wanamaker playing 25 last night, he saw about four more minutes due to blowout run. So um, there's a higher upside in the minutes of those guys, not just 34 or 33 minutes. 36 to 38 minutes is on the table with no Kemba in there in a competitive game, which this against Utah, I would imagine should be based on the spread. There's about 36, 38 minutes to go around for Tatum. Brown Hayward is the one who hits that, hits that number often. And 30 minutes is not the number you're going to get out of Marcus Smart. I'm rejected for 33 today. And even that seems low if the game stays close. So all these guys for Boston seem to be in play for me. The one that stands out like a sore thumb price-wise is uh, Jace, or Jalen Brown. Devontae Graham was ruled out yesterday. They said it was load management late. He got scratched. Questionable for rest today is what I have him at. Dante Axum for Cleveland is the only injury news there. He's out with an ankle. An update on the Cleveland bigs pretty much is you saw that Andre Drummond played the first 15 minutes or he played 15 minutes in the first half. He was on pace to play 30 minutes. He played 23 minutes in the first three quarters. And this is a guy who's been pretty much playing 23 minutes in the games for the past uh, week or two since he's been with the Cavs. But the thing that was interesting was played 23 minutes through three quarters on place on pace to play 30 plus. Then the fourth quarter unit went on a huge run. The game goes into overtime and the fourth quarter unit played the whole fourth quarter and overtime. That fourth quarter unit involved a rotation of a habit right here involved a wild rotation of Larry Nance playing at the three, Thompson and Love playing at the four and the five, Garland and Kevin um, Porter Jr. So no sex. And they just didn't rotate because they were on a hot run. I wonder, and you had at that point, um, Nance was on pace to just play 16 minutes, all the backup minutes behind Love in this game. And Tompkins was on pace to play really only around 12 to 15 minutes as well, all the backup minutes for um, Andre Drummond. So in a matchup now against the Sixers, where it's a big front court of Harris plus um, Horford and Embiid, if they continue to run that out there with no Simmons, I wonder if this 30 minutes for Drummond that he was on pace for is going to stay the same barring that run that you saw at the end of the game in the fourth quarter for them to head to overtime he probably would have seen around 28 to 32 minutes so something that I don't think a lot of people will be looking at today as Drummond's price point continues to drop into the 7k range it's still a difficult matchup but there's a good chance he can see somewhere around 28 to 30 minutes today if you want to get aggressive with him I think today would be the day Dallas is questionable uh, or Dallas Willie Collie sound questionable with a personal matter I mean he, he'll probably play five to six minutes even if he plays Eric Gordon is questionable with a knee injury this is important because he's 4100 if he's out Daniel House should be seeing around 30 plus minutes and he becomes very viable if Gordon is in at 4100 he looks pretty decent Brandon Clark will continue to miss and miss at least two more weeks with a quad injury. So you have Brandon Clark out. You already have Jaron Jackson Jr. out. This this team's rotation in Memphis was absolutely just weird and, and odd as well. You have Joe Val with the, the threat of potentially getting pushed off the court due to Houston playing small. And then you saw Gorgi Dang blow up for 28 minutes in that game. He checked directly in for Brandon Clark after Clark got hurt in the first four minutes. But for the rest of the game, he pretty much played backup center behind Joval. So it's a little bit concerning. Jordan Bell played 15 minutes, but seven of those were in blowout run. Gorgie Dane got seven minutes in blowout run as well. So I don't really know what to make of this team. I don't know if they'll actually start Gorgie Dane to the, at the four next to Joval or not. It could very well be... Um, it could very well be Josh Jackson picking up the start and playing 30 plus minutes. So keep an eye and hopefully we get the starting rotation news early. But a lot of people are going to probably gravitate to Gorgie Dang early. And I imagine his ownership spikes because of his last game performance, because he's a good point per minute producer. And there is a lot of upside because if they run small, he would be the center to go out there uh, and run small as a, as a pose from Joe Val. But Joe Val and Dang played only about four and a half minutes alongside each other. And every single one of those minutes was right when Brandon Clark got hurt early on. So it's not like they wanted that rotation to keep up. 
I think that you're probably going to get probably Josh Jackson starting at the four here if I had to guess and then they just rest of the rotation of maybe an Anderson a John Morant and a Dylan Brooks but not 100% positive on that again hopefully we get a some sort of news but if Gorgie Ding ends up being one of the highest home players I'm a little bit okay getting away from it because I think people are going to assume that he's just going to play at the four but which doesn't really seem like that in Miami Jimmy Butler's still questionable Alan Crabb is going to be out in Minnesota New York Frank Neal Aquina is doubtful but they're going to get Alfred Payton back so no more Dennis Smith Jr. upside for the 76ers, Ben Simmons is going to be out. And so far, when Ben Simmons has been out this season, you see the biggest usage to Joel Embiid, 37%, dropped 70 plus fantasy points in the last game. Tobias Harris in second in usage with 23%. Fantasy points per minute production, Joel Embiid's about a 1.64 fantasy point per minute producer. Uh, Tobias Harris about a 1.05 when Ben Simmons is off the court. Kelly Oubre is going to miss today. This is also pretty big. McCall Bridges should play somewhere around 37 to 40 minutes. I have met 37 right now. That should push McCall Bridges to the three for all of his minutes. And then the 48 minutes at the four should be split up between Cam Johnson and Dario Sarge. Whoever starts, I'll probably give 26 or 28 minutes and the other one 20. Um, right now I have Sarge at 26 and Cam Johnson at 22. Makes them both in play for me today. Marcus Aldridge is going to miss for the Spurs. And this is pretty big news because his replacement, I believe, Jacopoto, who should start for him, is like $3,200 today. Well, by far the best play on the slate in a matchup against Dallas. Even if you put Poto at just 26 minutes, which I have him at 28 currently, whatever it is, he's going to look fantastic. Even if you put him at 24, he's going to look fantastic. So uh, Jacopoto looks great. Trey Lyles has been playing bigger minutes. So if you put him at 26 to 28, he'll look okay. DeMar DeRozan should see a bump and also a minutes uh, uptick of around 36 with Aldridge off the court. Right now, with Aldridge off the court so far this season, usage rate-wise, DeRozan's at 33.5%. Rudy Gay picks up a 22% usage mark. Um, but the big thing is just fantasy point per minute production. With DeRozan off the court, you have DeMar, or with Aldridge off the court, you have DeRozan at 1.35, and he's only 7K today. DraftKings completely messed that up. And then uh, Jacopo's over a fantasy point per minute producer in 845 minutes with Aldridge off the court. So obviously in the low 3K range, he looks like the best play on the slate. DeJounte Murray becomes a 1.18 producer. So, and that's in a sample of 331 minutes. So the Spurs look really appealing today, namely Jacopo and DeMar DeRozan. Davis Bertans is questionable with an injury. I'm currently projecting him in for 27 minutes. Let's just go right to the early interest today. I have 18 listed here. Uh, before we keep going, I'll link up my Patreon projections above. You can check those out if you're interested in the NBA package. Also have XFL and PGA content going out on Patreon on a weekly and an almost daily basis at this point. NBA is every single day so far. Uh, we have projected every single slate this season. Um, excited about this slate too today. So this is what I'm talking about. I, I have an interest in all these top end guys, Harden, Luca, Russell Westbrook. I, I really don't see anything wrong with any of them. The, the Luca spread is only five today against San Antonio without Aldridge. He should play 34 minutes in a competitive game. He's way too cheap. He's probably the guy I like the most, but the cover boy, one of the cover boys of this YouTube video in the thumbnail on the podcast um, is James Harden at 11,300. I actually prefer Westbrook. I have Westbrook projected for very similar, if not half a point more than Harden right now. But at their price points, it's all fantastic. I have Harden above 50, right around 55. I have Westbrook right around 55. I have Luca pushing 60 fantasy points today, just a little sneak behind the projections early on. So that's the way that would rank it, Luca, Westbrook, Harden. But I have no problem getting to two of them in one lineup. I have no problem mixing all three of them in. They all look great. DeAndre Ayton looks pretty good today against the Clippers. One of the better matchups that you can find for a center is against the Clippers. They're great defensively everywhere, except against centers. Ayton's been playing consistently in close games, 35 to 36 minutes. Have him at 35 today. Looks good. Spencer Dinwiddie's probably the guy I'd like the least on this list, just because at $8,000, I think there's better options, both a little bit more expensive than him and below him at his position. 
We'll get to one of them in Booker. We already talked about the Rosen. But at 8K, in the best matchup you'll find against Washington, he's over a 1.2 fantasy point per minute producer. Should play around 33 to 34. I've met 33 minutes today in this one with no Kyrie Irving for the rest of the season. He does look good. It's the problem is he's just probably priced where he should be. You get Devin Booker, you're going to play 36 plus minutes. At 36 minutes, Devin Booker looks like one of the better shooting guard options as a point guard, shooting guard eligible player on DraftKings. The problem will be the matchup, and especially with Reggie Jackson now there. Now for 48 minutes, it should be a difficult matchup. Um, So that makes him a little bit less appealing, but still uh, appropriately priced. DeMar DeRozan is one of the better priced players in the slate. He's $1,000 too cheap. He should be Spencer Dimity's price, and then I would even still have interest in him. Uh, So at $7,000, yeah, shooting guard, small forward eligible. Looks like one of the better plays on the slate with no Aldridge today. DeRozan, again, averages 1.35 fantasy points per minute in 408 minutes, a 35% usage rate. Hard to beat that. Jalen Brown, price only goes up $100. Yes, the matchup gets tougher against Utah, but he should play 35 minutes, right? If that game stayed close down to the buzzer, he was going to play 36 yesterday. Came out, got pulled a little bit early, three minutes early due to the blowout. So in 34 minutes, in 35 minutes of play, as a 1.05 fantasy point per minute, per minute producer, I've been projected at today, 6700 is probably $800 too cheap. Evan Fournier has been playing 32, 33 minutes pretty consistently a fantasy point per minute producer, and now he gets one of the better matchups against Atlanta. The issue is he doesn't have the ball in his hands at all as of late. With DJ Augustine back, with Michael Carter-Williams still in the mix for 18 minutes or so, Fultz playing 30 minutes, you now have Evan Fournier not touching the ball at all. He's pretty much just a spot-up jump shooter at this point, and that makes him a little bit inconsistent. Malik Beasley at 5,900 is interesting. Tough matchup against Miami, especially if Jimmy Butler does return today, but he's just playing huge minutes. I've met 36 minutes today in a blowout in their previous game, he still played 35 minutes. He's just playing a ton of minutes. They love the kid. They want him to actually go in there. He's a guy who's going to shoot his shot and just gun it. And for less than $6,000, if you're going to play 35 to 36 minutes in a game, if it stays close, and average 0.9 fantasy points per minute or close to one since you've been on Minnesota, there's obviously a great floor and ceiling there for Beasley. Josh Richardson, um, Josh Richardson right now. So if I pull up just Richardson's numbers with no Simmons on the court this season, you end up getting Josh Richardson to be somewhere around a 0.8 fantasy point per minute producer in uh, 411 minutes of play. So not fantastic, but the big thing here is the minutes. I have him at 34 today. So yeah, the production might not spike a ton because he's still a shooting guard who controls the ball a little bit more, but Shake Milton played mid twenties in minutes and Cork Moss is on the court. So he's not really going to be the dominating point, point guard, but 5,200 against Cleveland's a really strong spot. Team that struggles to defend the three-point line. Richardson at this point, I'll take it with the minutes. If he starts to become chalky, I think there's a lot of good options in his price range to pivot to. One of them being Mike Conley at $5,000, who I probably prefer a little bit more. I have Conley at 32 minutes as of right now. Conley's usage has been spiking. His assist percentage has been spiking even more. Now he gets a matchup against Boston, which is actually tougher when Kemba's off the court because it's more Marcus Smart, one of the better uh, on-ball defenders in the entire league. But at $5,000, I'll take the lower owned of Conley and Richardson. I like Conley more just because he's a more ball-dominating guard, pick up a higher assist percentage, doesn't just rely on shooting. P.J. Washington's fine. The blowout last night, he only played 25 minutes, but he should play. I have him at 31 tonight. Matchup against New York is tough from a rebounding rate perspective for a full 48 minutes, um, but he looks okay at this price tag. McCall Bridges looks fantastic at 4,400. Only thing that worries me is the matchup, but with no... Kelly Oubre out there, Bridges, who's already playing 28 to 30 minutes, is now going to probably start at the three and pick up a ton more minutes. He's going to have to play all of his minutes at the three, I would imagine, maybe none at the four. So rebounding rate goes down, but assist percentage, three-point shooting goes up. I think Bridges, I have him at 37 minutes. I'm not shocked to see a 40-minute burger from him tonight, barring foul trouble or injury. 
Trey Lyles, not the guy that I prefer in San Antonio, maybe my third or fourth option on this team, but consistently been playing 25 plus minutes. Now with no Aldridge, I think that number stays pretty consistent around 26 to 28, if not more. Cameron Johnson and Dario Sarge, I have them both on here. Johnson 3,300, Sarge 3,200. Whoever starts, I'll like more. We probably won't have that news anywhere near by the time Locke starts. Um, Sarge has been starting as of late when this happens. So if Sarge starts, I'll put him at 26. That's where I have him right now. I'll put Johnson around 24 at the four, but then you can give Johnson a couple extra minutes as a backup three. So I'll probably have Johnson and Sarge both around 26 minutes apiece. Makes them both rather intriguing. Maybe Johnson more so around 24. And then the best play in the slate is Jakob Poto at 3,200. No Aldridge. Poto at the very least should play 24 minutes, but I'm going to project him for 28, and he's played 30 in this situation before. Matchup against Dallas is fine for me. Um, $3,200 is just fantastic for a guy who averages 1.01 fantasy points per minute with Aldridge off the court this season. I'll also pull, point this out as well. There's still no Carl Anthony Towns for Minnesota. Um, it's hard to judge this team without him because when you take players off the court, you have to take off Towns, Robert Covington, Andrew Wiggins, Jeff Teague, Trevion Graham, Shabazz Napier, Alan Crabb is out today, and then Gorgie uh, Dang. So I just literally named eight players that you have to take off the court for on-off metrics. So it leaves 98 minutes played for D'Angelo Russell. But in those 98 minutes, about three games worth, 1.38 fantasy point per minute producer. The other guys that it's going to matter for, Jarrett Culver, 105 minutes of play. He'll only play low 20, so not that impactful. 0.83 fantasy point per minute producer. So it's just really hard to get a read on this team. Um, speaking of read, Nas Reed, 143 minutes of play, a 1.08 fantasy point per minute producer. So the guys that I like here would be D'Angelo Russell, would be Nas Reed filling in. But for the most part, these guys are not that appealing for me. So this is where I'm at right now. This is 18 players that I think are in play. Looks like a really strong slate today, uh, waiting on some injury news as well. But hopefully you enjoyed this video and podcast. If you did, enter into also a $20 giveaway. But if you didn't, you have a couple of seconds, hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast app or desktop app or website that you are using right now on the podcast version. And on YouTube, hit the subscribe button with the notification bell. We're getting very, very close, close to 500 away from 20,000 subscribers. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Check out Fantasy Draft. I'll link up their NBA lobby down below so you can check out their rake free contest. If you just want to click the link, it helps me out. And then you can check out my uh, projections. They will be up in a couple of hours over on Patreon linked down below. Thank you so much, everybody. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.